sit yourself comfortable, grab something to drink, settle in for another episode of Voices from the Northeast. In this episode, we are going to take everybody back to school. This is the first episode of three, so a kind of loose trilogy, all about school memories. And in this one, we're going to infant school. We're going to start with some memories from Judith, my mum. Enjoy. At five year old, you went to infant school. There was no nursery or anything, preschool thing. You were literally plonked in school. Now, I was lucky. I went to Hurst East, and Hurst East Infants. And as I lived on Hawthorne Road, it was the bottom of the lane and you just walked along and up the lane a little bit on Alexandra Road and there was Hurst Infants. Now, you didn't have uniform or anything like that in those days, right up until you got to senior school, really, you didn't bother with the uniform. I did like it. I can't remember absolutely loads about it, but I do remember you seemed to learn by play a lot. There was a lot of playtime, you know, and there was um, lots and lots of play equipment in the, the school, in the classrooms as well. We would definitely learn with Janet and John books and Tip the Dog. Reading was something I loved and I used to race through the books. It was something I did pick up quite quickly. There was playtime seemed to last for ages. I don't know why, but they did. Um, and you actually shared the playground with girls from the senior school. Though mind, there was a line down the middle of it. I'm sure it wasn't fenced off. It may have been. I can't remember now. But the senior girls were at one end and the infants, aged from five to seven-year-old, were at the other end. And part of the the playground, we used to have a caretaker, big, big tall man. I'm sure his name was Mr. Marshall. And he actually used to keep pigeons in there. Can you imagine nowadays health and safety with all these homing pigeons in the schoolyard? Nobody bothered them. We all knew <laughs> they were there, but you didn't bother them, you know. Um, the classrooms, they were all separate classrooms that we used to have. None of the open classrooms nowadays. We used to, I'm sure we used to say a prayer at the beginning of the day. and But at the end of the day, we all had to stack our chairs on the table so that the cleaners, when they came in at night, could sweep round nice and easily. And also at the end of the day, right through infant school and junior school, at the end of the day, yeah, it was hands together and you used to sing a quiet little prayer. Um, I'm sure you wouldn't have done that when you went to school, but we used to sing, do you want us to do it? Oh, I'm yes. Sure it. it used to be, now the day is over. Night is drawing nigh, shadows of the evening steal across the sky. Amen. And that was it. <laughs> Every night, right through infant and junior school, you sung that after you put your chair on and tidied up. Did anybody else remember singing that prayer when they tidied up at the end of the school day? Definitely don't do things like that now. Well, we're staying at infant school now, but we're going to 
troop down the road to North Seton next. Here's George, my dad, with his infant school memories. Okay, well, I'm sure some of your listeners will also be people who uh, went to these schools as well. So, as you know, I, you know, I was born in North Seton Colliery and lived there um, a lot of my younger life. And so I kind of went to um, the junior school and the infant school as well at North Seton. There were two two little schools there. The infant school was tucked away behind the, the chapel and the back of the uh, the uh, office row, which was like the office for the pit. And um, and then up the top end of the um, the mining village up, up railway row was the junior school. So we started the, the infant school again, like your mom did at, at five-year-old and because my birthdays uh begin the september i was always the oldest in in every class i was at whether it be infants juniors or or grammar school i was always the oldest because we'd literally just started each year and my birthday happened either within a day or two so uh, anyway what north Seton infant school was um quite a small school really and and the two teachers who for me always stood out there was Mrs. Johnson, who was the headmistress, and, and Miss Graham. And believe it or not, I still see Miss Graham now and again. She lives up here in Ashton, and uh, she used to go to the same chapel as, as as we did up in Ashton as well, the same church. So I still seen her, you know, right up to this day now, and uh, she does recognise us, <laughs> even all those years later. But it was a pretty big yard, uh, and uh, in the 60s, it was like 60 to... 67 was the infants and juniors for me. There was a big yard and it was great for playing outside, playing chasing around the yard, boys and girls, playing ball games, whether it be football, whether it be throwing balls at tin cans, whether it just be throwing balls back and forth to each other. Um, but it was great for that, really good. You could play football and all sorts. Um, but one of the things that stands out was when you when you were at infant school, they always used to, when it was the right season, get you to bring broken eggshells into school. And they used to, teachers used to help you get, um, put them into egg boxes, fill them with a bit of cotton wool and dampen it down. And then you always used to grow mustard and cress in the egg boxes in the classroom. And it was really good because mustard and cress always grows fairly quick and the classrooms were always pretty warm. So within within you know within a week or two, a couple of weeks, you could usually have enough mustard and cress growing out the eggshells to then cut. And they used to, as a class, would sit and butter bread, and then put the mustard and cress in the sandwiches and make their own sandwiches and have a little picnic in the classroom. So that was a, <laughs> that, that was actually something that was really good fun and uh, you know still works today. How many of you remembered growing cress on the classroom windowsill then? <laughs> a lovely memory. We're going to head back to Ashington now and the North Infant School for Jacqueline's memories of music class. Right, Paul. Well, I shall go back to the North Infant School. And my first teacher there was a Miss Bale and then a Miss Armstrong. And the thing I can remember most about being in class with Miss Armstrong was every Tuesday, we listened to a, we had a music lesson. 
It came from an old-fashioned wireless that was in the corner of the classroom. And they would sing folk songs, would be taught about sort of music, and was also stories as well. And to us youngsters, we thought it was great because we thought people actually were behind the wireless but didn't realise. I mean, a wireless was a marvellous thing in those days. I love the imagination of young Jacqueline. I like to think that she's imagining the borrowers were inside that wireless. Now, I almost didn't include this next memory, but I've decided, because although it is brief, uh, it might resonate with a listener or two. I'll let Neil explain his infant school memory. My time in education started some 66 years ago. I know I sound younger than that. However, I started at the Hurst East Infants, 2nd Avenue, Junction, for nearly five days. I was sort of the oldest in the class all the time. Now, all I remember of my time at the infant school, and this is according to my mum, was that I didn't want to go at all. And I screamed the place down when she left us and they locked the doors behind us. And that was it. So oh I, I clearly got over it. Uh, and I continued my education. And then in 1957, age seven, I went to the big school. <laughs> Poor Neil. We will hear more from him again, I promise. And certainly more pleasant memories from junior school, that's for sure. We're going to move on to um, equally brief but happier infant school memory here from Eleanor. Right. Well, I started um, in 54, 55, when I was about four or five, at the Wandsbeck Infant School uh, in Ashington. And... Uh, I've no, I can't really remember much about it, but I do have a class photograph uh, in my album, and there are 14 children in the class, <laughs> which, which was uh, very small, and it was very cosy, obviously. You got a lot of attention uh, from the uh, teachers. Oh, if only class sizes remained so small. We're going to go back to my mam, Judith, now. So gather round the nature table, everybody. We also, in those days, used to stand up when the headmistress came into the room. I remember that. Um, every time your headmistress came in, the teacher at the front would just raise her hand slightly and you're all stood up as a mark of respect for your head teacher coming in. I remember we did right up until senior school, basically, but it started sort of dying out a bit then. Um, we didn't always do it when the headmistress. I can't remember the name of many of the teachers at the East School. We did have a Mrs. Riddle and we did have a Miss Duxfield and we did have a Miss Fish. So you can you realise the names, why I remember them with names like <laughs> yeah. that. Yeah. But we did have somebody called Mrs Mackie, and she was over in the hut. 
Now, the hut was in the playground. It was obviously an extension, and I loved her. Every child loved Miss Mackie. She was a lovely woman, and she used to wear a flowery duster coat over her, like an apron, basically, over the top of sleeves and everything to keep her clothes clean from the chalk dust. And in the winter, in this classroom, there was a big fire, a huge fire with a front on and a great big metal um, cage round it, obviously as a fire guard. But there was always a bucket of coal at the side that through the day she would sometimes open the front and shovel the coal in. It was, um, that was a rather special place, I remember, did like that. In the summer, we always went outside. Lots of lessons taken outside, I do remember that. Sitting outside, all carrying my little chairs out and I can remember one time, I don't know which teacher it was, but actually carrying the blackboard and easel out, you know, and we would just sit out. No sunscreen, no hats, nothing like that. We would just add lessons outside. Um, I was trying to think of some of the things from first school. We always had a nature table. You always had nature tables. And at Easter time, the classrooms were always filled with daffodils because you just took flowers to your teacher quite regular, either out the garden or they weren't expensive. But I do remember taking daffodils in springtime in quite a lot. And you would always have a tank full of frog spawn on this nature table in springtime. And you'd get great pleasure at watching the frog spawn turning into little froglets with the first leg and then the second leg and then the tail shrinking. Um, that was always great to watch. It, it, I think it, I mean, I do think it helped with a great interest in me in nature because we used to be taught how to identify different trees by the leaves and things like that. And if someone found an empty bird's nest or if you found blackbirds, you know, old nest when uh, eggs in, they were brought in and, and primroses and snowdrops. They were all on this nature table all year round. Um, definitely remember that. What else can I remember? Oh, Christmas. Christmas was a great time in infant school. Still is, probably, though maybe not as much. But we used to make things for your mother. You didn't make them for you. You made them for your mother. And one of the things I can remember is going with my mum up to Woolworths and buying one lace handkerchief and not telling her why I wanted it. It was probably about threepence in those days, which is about one and a half pennies now. Um, buying this lovely lace handkerchief and the teacher had pipe cleaners and the end, we had to bend the pipe cleaner like a swan. And the teacher took all the handkerchiefs home with her and she must have starched them. And we folded the handkerchiefs so that it looked like the back of the swan. So if you can imagine, the pipe cleaner was the, the head and the neck and the, this handkerchief was folded and in such a way. And then we had to put a couple of stitches in. Carried that swan, precious thing, home for mum for Christmas and thought it was wonderful. And for many, many years, probably until it got dirty and grubby, that swan was on my mother's dressing table. 
Now, I must have only been about six or seven when we made it. Um, but oh. I, I know, but I remember making it. And at Easter time, there was always um, one of the teachers always made sort of a little tableau of um, on top of some drawers near the hall. And the North School did this. Miss Book did this at the North School. But at the East School, there was always somebody made um, sort of the cave where Christ was supposed to be buried with the stone in front of it. And then afterwards, the stone was rolled away. But it was like all nicely done out with little flowers. And there was a mirror used for like a pond with pebbles on. So some teacher, I don't know which one it was, always did that. And we always got to talk about Easter. Um, oh, I can't remember. Oh, yes, Easter. We all had to boil an egg and take a boiled egg in. Because some of the lads, because there were mixed classes as well, boys and girls, and some of the lads, by the time they've got their eggs there, they were broken. But never mind, she still kept them. I don't think they were edible by the time we did them. They had to be dyed and brought in, or you painted them. So it would all sit paint and wear eggs. And then we had to weave little baskets with paper. I can remember being shown how to paper, how to weave them. And the teacher used to, we didn't have shredders, so she must have cut up lots of bits of coloured paper. We used to put these in the basket, put our painted egg in and carry that home for Easter. That was another, you, you walked home very carefully carrying this egg. It was um, wonderful, wonderful. Uh, I, I can't really remember much else about it, but I did enjoy infant school. Like I say, it wasn't... It wasn't intense, and I'm not sure we learned that much. We did come away learning to read and write, and I think by the time we left there, you knew we had two times table at seven-year-old. We're nearly at the end of our time at infant school. Just one little maths class to pop down to and enjoy first. And also on every uh, Ben's desk, was a little teen and inside that teen we had 10 counters and we had 10 beads that were joined together with string and we used those for arithmetic because we knew straight away that the little what we used to call them worms the little beaded worms were 10 so that's how we learned how to count but what we used to do when the teacher wasn't looking, we would play with these little worms and we'd put them down each other's backs. <laughs> even when the teacher didn't know things like that. But I've often thought about these little things with the little worm inside and the tame counters. It was a great way of learning how to count when you were just five going on six. <laughs> Does everybody remember counting counters at infant school? Actually, I know I do. I do remember doing that. Ah, oh, wonderful of Jacqueline to round off the contributors tonight. We're nearly at the end of the episode, but I'm going to end tonight by reading through some of the contributions from the Facebook pages, from the Ashton Remembered Facebook page and the North Seaton Village Facebook page. So give me a minute to tap the app and I'll read out what people have shared. <laughs> Here's a memory that Brenda shared. 
In winter, when the crates of milk were brought into the classroom, the milk had frozen, pushing the tops of the bottles up an inch or so. Paper straws, too. They were put on the top of the pipes, and water dripped everywhere. She also remembers buckets of coal being brought in for the fire in the classroom. A bit like Beamish. <laughs> she follows it up with, Crumbs, I feel old. David shared that he still keeps in touch with one of his teachers from St Aidan's Infant School. She still keeps in touch via Facebook with myself and many other former pupils after 58 years. How lovely is that? Jean's lasting memory of infants? P.E. and your knickers. Well, I mean, nowadays that's just if you forget your kit. But as Jean tells me, that was every time you did P.E. back then. Parents couldn't really afford P.E. kits. She does comment... Knickers were a lot bigger back then than they seem to be now. Well, everybody, thank you for listening to another episode of Voices from the Northeast. It's been brilliant. I've got two more episodes left of Series 1 to release. That's going to be Episode 9 and 10, which will cover junior school stories, and then well, should we say post-11 plus stories, whether you went to the grammar school or secondary modern or whatever. All right, ladies and gents, thank you so much for listening. It's wonderful to be able to share all these lovely stories with you. Please do keep sharing your stories when we post on Facebook so I can read more out. And if you'd like to be really brave and get involved in the show and let me do an interview with you, please just Post that into one of the Ashton Remembered or the North Seaton groups or drop me an email at podcastnortheast at gmail.com. Drop me an email, tell me what you'd like to share and it's as simple as me emailing you back with a link to click on. You put your phone in front of you and you just talk to me like you would over the telephone. The next episode, all about junior school, will be out on Friday the 18th of February. And the final episode of the series and the school trilogy will be out on Friday the 25th. So keep your eyes on the Facebook pages. And if you're subscribed by uh, your podcast platform, it will just magically appear in there. Well, I think it's about time to go and have a cup of tea. Take care. Stay safe. Stay well, everybody. Speak to you soon. <laughs>